Yemiyahu chapter 48. Chapter 48 is a long chapter. Begins with the word Limoav. This prophecy about the nations, this particular chapter, deals with Moab. Moab is the cousin of Israel. Moab is the son of Lot, born to Lot by one of his daughters, the older of the two. And it's a very long prophecy. Chapter 48 of Yirmiyahu is strikingly similar to the prophecy of Moab that we encounter in the previous book of the Bible, which is Yeshayahu. And Isaiah devotes two chapters to Moab. There is chapter 15, Masa Moab, and also chapter 16. Now the chapters are shorter. There are nine verses in chapter 15, and there are additional 14 verses in chapter 16, 23 verses. And the prophecy here in Yermiyot is even longer than that, because chapter 48 goes on and on and on, total of 47 verses. What is interesting to look at are the parallels, which are very striking, between Isaiah's prophecy and Yermiyot's prophecy concerning Moab. Let me mention that what is very interesting, that in both of the prophecies of Moab, both of Yeshayahu and also of Yermiyahu, that they both go out of their way to mention specific places. Throughout these two chapters, it's constantly mentioning particular places, specific places. For example, in verse number one, Hayel Nevo Kishudada. Nevo, that's a place. Nilkadah Kiryatayim, that's another place of Moab. Hamisgav may be a place or not, it means a stronghold. And then in verse number two, Bicheshbon. Chashvu Oleha Ra'a. Cheshbon, of course, is a very important city was the capital city that was captured by Sihon, the Canaanite king, from Moab in the Torah. Madmein, that's another place in verse number two. And the prophet, Yermio, plays with the names. Madmein Tidomi. Becheshbon Chashvu. Cheshbon, they thought to do evil to Cheshbon. And throughout the chapter, many, many names of cities identified with Moab are found in chapter 48. And the identical thing is true in Yeshayo, chapters 15 and 16, in his prophecy about Moab. It also mentions specific places. Apart from that striking parallel, there's something else that's interesting and common, both to the prophecy of Moab in Isaiah and Yirmiyahu, a particular quality they both single out, and the quality is the arrogance, the pride of Moab. The pride of Moab is mentioned in Yeshayahu, and the pride of Moab is mentioned also in Yirmiyahu. And one actually wonders whether, in fact, the prophecy of Yirmiyahu is consciously based upon the prophecy that we encounter when we read chapter 16 of Isaiah. Here, in chapter 48, we have the following verse. Verse number 11. Shanan Moav Minurav. Moav has been secure from his youth on. Shoketu El Shmarav. He has settled on his lees. The dregs of the wine. Lohurak Mikuyo Kelly. He has not been poured from vessel to vessel. 
He has never gone into exile. Therefore, his flavor has remained and his bouquet has remained unspoiled. So Moab is a nation, says Yirmiyahu, who's never been in exile, who's never had to suffer. And from one standpoint, that's why he's in good shape. From the other standpoint, that's why they have too much self-confidence and too much pride. They don't know what it means to suffer, and perhaps, perhaps it means, and they haven't learned from their suffering. And the entire long chapter over here is how Moab is going to be brought back to earth. For example, later on in chapter 48, verse number 43, even 42, Moab Moab shall be destroyed as a people. He vaunted himself against the Lord. Terror and pit and trap upon you who dwell in Moab. So Moab is going to be filled with terror. And that verse takes us back to verse 29 where he spells out explicitly about Moab, the quality that Yerio picks up on, Shamanu Gaon Moab, Gea Moab. We have heard of Moab's pride. Most holy is he. That's Gaon and Gea. Gavho Ugaono Vigavato Virun Libo. Gavho is height. Gaono is arrogance. Gavato is pride. Rum Libo is self-importance. So that's what the chapter picks up on. And God's response to the haughty and the arrogant is to bring them down several pegs. And from the crayon Gaon, Gea, Gavho, Gaono, and Gavato, verse 29, which is not atypical of Yirmiyahu, of the poetry of Jeremiah. And now we have in contradistinction, Pachad, Pachat, and Pach. Prophecy about Moab has a rather stunning feature at the end of chapter 48. At the end of 48, verse number 45, In the shelter of Cheshbon, now Cheshbon is the capital city, and we'll come back to that in a minute. In the shelter of Cheshbon, the shadow of Cheshbon, fugitives halt exhausted. For fire has gone forth from Cheshbon. Flame from the midst of Sichon. It consumes the brow of Moab, the edge of Moab. The pale of the people of Sha'on. Now Sha'on can mean pride. And verse 40 says, Woe unto you, Moab, of Adam Kamosh. You nation of Kamosh, Kamosh is the god of Moab, is lost. For your sons have been carried into captivity and your daughters into exile. Now those two verses, which describe the defeat of Moab, the lowering of Moab, the exile of Moab, are almost word for word what it says in the Torah about Moab after Moab is defeated by Sichon, the Canaanite king, the Amorite king. 
And this is found in the book of Bamidbar, book of Numbers, in chapter 21. It tells us that Cheshbon, one of the cities mentioned prominently in our chapter, is the city of Sichon. Chapter 21 of Bamidbar, verse 26, He fought against the first king of Moab. So he captured it from Moab. Therefore, the bards would recite, Go Cheshbon, come to Cheshbon, may the city of Sichon be well founded. And verse 28, so these two verses come to Cheshbon, firmly built. Fire went forth from Cheshbon, flame from Sichon city, consuming Ar of Moab. The laws of Bamot are by the Arnon. Woe to you, Moab! You are undone, people of Kamosh. Sons are rendered fugitive, daughters captive by the Amorite king Sichon. These two verses virtually word for word, are found in our chapter, chapter 48, which does not speak of the defeat of Moab by Sichon, that happened a long time ago, but it's a prophecy about the future. But Yemio has taken the well-known prophecy of the past, composed by the songwriters, by the bards, the Moshrim, and he transposes that to chapter 48, and it becomes a prophecy not only of the past, but the prophecy of the future is built on the prophecy of the past. And then the end of chapter 48, But I will restore Moab. There's a promise of restoration when it comes to Moab. Thus far is the judgment of Moab. So the term Mishpat means a judgment, but it's a judgment which has a conclusion after the judgment is the possibility of return, which we have seen not only with Moab, but we see with Israel as well. So chapter 48 is interesting for all those reasons. Parallel to Yishayo's prophecy, it picks up on the primary theme of haughtiness, of arrogance. Yemiyo gives an explanation. They never suffered. They were never poured from vessel to vessel. And even most strikingly is that it's an example in Yermio, and we have others, where another prophecy is recited almost word for word, but put in a different framework. Here it's not about the past, what happened in the past, but here it's about the future.